guys, what's going on? Welcome back to Serial at Midnight. My name is Heath Holland, and I'm really excited because for this episode, there's exciting news happening with uh, Eureka, and who better to talk to about what's going on at Eureka than someone from Eureka? So I'm joined by Kevin Lambert, the head of content for Eureka. Kevin, welcome to Serial at Midnight. Hey, thanks for having me. So we were talking a little bit before we hit record. You've been in the biz, right, for like 24 years, 23, 24 years. Yeah, t- 23 or 24, yeah, since I was... Uh... It's either 19 or 20. I can't remember exactly the age that I started. But yeah, so yeah, it's uh, been a bit of a long, uh, a long, but very, very enjoyable trek. Yeah. You, so what, what I love about that is that you've seen the whole, like all the changes over the last 20 years or so. You saw the DVD boom when yep. it was just like everything was coming out all at the same time. You've seen kind of the lulls and now the shifts and now this news that uh, Eureka is coming to North America, which is huge. But I'm just kind of curious. I have to ask you right here at the top, having worked with, you know, quote, physical media for as long as you have, where are we at right now? Are we in a good, you know, every, lots of YouTubers are saying physical media is dying. What's your take from the inside? Uh, I don't think it's dying at all. Um, I think there's always going to be a physical media market in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's like, yeah, okay, I can read a book on my Kindle, but you know, when you open the pages of your book and you smell it, I, I, I'm going to sound like a right weirdo, but you, you know, you open a book and you smell it, and there's something, you know, you can turn the page, you can, you know, go to it easily. It's like you can read it on the underground and not get robbed. You know, it's like you know, these <laughs> these things all come into it. But with with physical home entertainment media, it's you know, it's not just the film, obviously, it's the stuff that comes with it when you have booklets or, um, you know, extra features or posters, memorabilia or ephemera, like, you know, really big deluxe, chunky box sets and things like that. Um, that being said, I think there is a place for streaming. Um, I'm not against streaming at all. I've got subscriptions to multiple, multiple, you know, streamers. Um where I think all of this kind of physical media is dying kind of conversation comes from, I think it is the more mainstream type of films that people, the large audience might be watching or might be, you know, might be going to see. So they'll go and see it at the cinema, but they don't actually have an appetite to then buy it on DVD or Blu-ray or, or 4K UHD afterwards, um, especially when they can get it just using one streamer. Many others are available, but you know, you can go to the cinema and watch a Marvel movie and get it on Disney plus a week later. So it's, you know, I think that's where the, that's where the biggest decline is sort of being seen within the industry mm-hmm. because those films were also the biggest chunk of the market, you know, historically over time. So that's, that's my take on it. Someone's probably yeah. going to shoot down in the comments and say I'm totally wrong, but. Well, you know, you can I can say like it's a beautiful day, the sky is blue, and it feels pretty good outside. And people will be like, "You're wrong," and let me tell you why. I mean, it, people just love to get upset about yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, Eureka has been serving the UK market, UK fans for decades now. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, there's going to be a lot of people watching this in the UK who are like, "Oh yeah," and they're going to be glad that I'm getting to talk to you because, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. No it's, uh, it's a real honor for me. But for those in the US. 
who are about to get some Eureka discs, maybe for the first time. You know, we we could import them, but we do import them. There are people that carry these. You know, Diabolic DVD has been really good with uh, import titles yeah. for a long time. But there's going to be a lot of people watching this that only buy their discs at Walmart or, you know, only from the major outlets. And they don't know who Eureka is. So could you just kind of tell me... Um, What's uh, I, what do you guys do? I know you've been around, you know, since really the early two thousands. The Masters of Cinema line started about twenty years ago, right? Yeah, so it's like Masters of Cinema was two thousand and four. The label Eureka itself has been around since the early eighties, um, releasing you know classics on on VHS, you know. So um, so it's 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 been there for a very long time. Um, kind of like you say, Masters of Cinema was when things started you know blowing up and, and getting a lot bigger than they were mm -hmm. um back you know back then when we we're doing sort of vhs um so yeah master cinema series for those that don't know about it are uh, it's a curated range of uh important historic films from you know all the way back to the silent era even through to, you know, contemporary cinema from, you know, important filmmakers, mm -hmm. um, all curated with lots of extras, uh, accompanying booklets with essays um, and using the finest possible source for the presentation of the feature itself and making sure that we get the best out of the software that's available to us for encoding the features so you get the best picture presentation and sound presentation as well. Um, I always say to people that don't know us, it's like we're UK criterion because um, it's, you know, essentially the same. Uh, ourselves and criterion have a lot of the same films Like they may have the US and we have the UK. Um, so, yeah, so it's taking that same love for a film and the same kind of passion behind it, presenting it on disc with absolutely everything that we can to enhance the viewer's viewing experience you know they might watch the film and be like oh it was interesting and then they watch the documentary that we made sort of or interviews and they're like you know okay wow i know so much more about this i just thought it was kind of cool but yeah. um but yeah and, and you know we do sort of new artworks for everything and everything comes in a nice sort of slip cover and with a booklet on the you know the first pressing anyway everything's kind of limited edition release in that aspect right then alongside the Masters of Cinema, about 10 years after that was launched, we launched the Eureka Classics line, um, which is, it was kind of like still for presenting cool films and things that we love and that need to be seen, but maybe don't fall into that kind of auteur framework. You know, it's, it's not it's not direct, uh, directed by Pasolini or, right. you know, Murnau or Fritz Lang or something, but, oh, hey, this is a really cool kind of genre film or, you know, a classic piece of Hollywood that deserves to be seen, deserves the same treatment, but doesn't necessarily fit under the banner of Masters of Cinema. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's the main two strands for the company, really. Um, if you if, if you wanted to do kind of a comparison to, uh, to like the Eureka Classics line, you could probably say it's like a, equivalent to a shout factory maybe um uh you know in some ways kino um it's, it's that kind of you know 
those kind of things. On the on the site, I'm going to quote from the Eureka site because it says it better than I could say it. World cinema, action, horror, sci-fi, indie dramas, Hollywood classics, comedy and thriller films, as well as, as a wide selection of TV titles. Um, yep. That's that's what you guys do. Now, why? I'm I'm trying to lead into this decision to expand into North America, which is huge. I guess I just ask, like, why now? What what what? aligned that made this a great time for this to happen it's i mean it's been something that people have been asking about for a long time you know the people that are aware of us that are maybe aware of us but aren't multi-region capable mm -hmm. yeah um so they're like oh it's really cool i wish you were releasing it in the us and you know we get a lot of emails facebook messages twitter messages saying oh why can't you release this in the us i wish you guys would come to the us um so I suppose then with myself coming back to the company and having the experience of like my, my previous employer being a, you know, I used to work for, for those that don't know, I used to work for Arrow. Um, my experience there, you know, handling multi-territory distribution, it just sort of, you know, things just kind of aligned. So, you know, we had some discussions and, I, you know, I said, well, let's, you know, let's do it. People are asking. There's, mm -hmm. there's obviously a, there's obviously a demand for it. So, you know, let's, let's go for it. Let's grab, grab the bull by the horns and, and, you know, be a multi-territory distributor. I think that kind of tells you right there where the physical media is at too. For this to be able to happen right now, that means it's, it's in a good enough place that you guys would consider expanding into a whole other territory. Um, which is a good thing for us. That's a good thing for everybody, really. It's good for Eureka. It's good for the fans. It's good for physical media as a as a business. Yeah, there's, um, there's, I mean, there's plenty of space for it in the market as well. I mean, you look at like all the releases that come out, and you've still got people that are saying, "Oh, I really want this on Blu-ray. I really want this. I really want this. I really want this." And it's like, you know, there's there's still plenty of things that can be released. So, uh, so yeah, it's an exciting time. Is there, you know, when when this news came out, I saw a few people say, um, and I don't want to give too much attention to negativity because that you'll always have it and you don't want to feed it. But I did see some people say, well, the people that would buy these releases are already important. Like I import these releases. Everyone that wants these is importing these releases. Would Could you speak to that? I'm not convinced by that at all. So... Obviously, there are people that do already go to the effort to import our releases from the UK to the US. Um, there's almost certainly going to be, be people who don't even know who we are. Um, and then there's going to be the people that import every now and again because they really like the film, but they're not going to import everything, maybe because of cost, time that it's going to take for the thing to be delivered, you know, all of these factors um where being in both of the territories you, you enable that that customer to be able to you know go into Barnes and Noble and be like oh that film I'm going to pick that up and you know you know sort of more casual day-to-day -day buyers um and then obviously there's the people I've touched on already that are aware of who we are and want our releases but aren't capable of playing them because they don't necessarily have a multi-region player or, you know, the, the capability to play a UK disc. So I think it opens up the audience massively and gives, you know, it's a whole another group of people that we can 
either reach for the very first time or you know we can make things more convenient and easy for people that do currently import mm-hmm. you know i mean if if you buy something from let's just say amazon in the states it will be with you the next day if you buy it from amazon in the uk you know how long do you wait for that generally to arrive i mean i normally see delivery times about a week if i order something from the states but you know it's still still a reasonable amount of time to be sort of sitting and waiting for something yeah. uh, so i think there's you know there's a mixture of things in there it's like you know convenience things are probably always going to be cheap uh, priced uh, slightly cheaper bought locally than imported mm-hmm. uh, there's you know there's not really any taxes or anything now that we get hit by whereas you know i'm sure you remember back in the days of, of early dvd importing things was always a you know, you run that customs risk, are you going to get stung with a big import fee? But, um, you know, those things don't really happen anymore, do they? Um, so, yeah, so I, I'm not convinced that people are just going to, you know, the people that were already importing them are still going to import them. I don't. I, I like that you brought up Barnes & Noble too, because there are so many people that watch my channel, they only shop physically. Like when, when the news came out that Best Buy was getting out of uh, physical media, getting out of yeah. discs, it was like the world was ending for some of these people and realizing that Best Buy only, they only accounted for about 4% of all the discs sold in the United States. Whereas Walmart's like 46% or something like this this gigantic number. Uh, but there are people that only will shop physically. So Barnes and Noble could be, by the way, isn't Barnes and Noble owned by Waterstones? I believe that they uh, got bought by Waterstones. Anyway. Oh, really? I, I believe that's true. If it's not, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna edit this out. But I'm pretty sure that that's. Pretty <laughs> I was sure gonna say I true. don't I don't know if they still are, but at one point in time, Waterstones were owned by HMV in the UK anyway. Really? So, um, for those, if this makes the cut, yeah. uh, um, HMV is the only real uh, UK bricks and mortar home entertainment store that still exists. There's okay. there's independence, but that's the only kind of you know Barnes and Noble kind of level level store that's one of the things i wanted to ask you about is what's the you know the brick and mortar situation like in the uk i mean i hear from people that say well i used to buy stuff at tesco and i can't do that anymore but from the from the the professional side of things has that uh hit the business hard or has it just kind of transitioned to an online model relatively you know yeah it's it's just kind of transitioned really you know there there were hurdles um because uh, at, at one point HMV went into administration, so um, like we're into bankruptcy, sitting on like all of the UK distributors' stock, and it's like so took a you know take a hit at that point. Um, but yeah, I mean it's, it's it's kind of slowly been declining over the years. Um, the major supermarkets all used to carry home entertainment. I think there's only one. Or maybe two of the big four supermarkets mm-hmm. that still carry home entertainment products. It generally tends to be this week's, you know, this week's blockbuster releases. Yeah. You don't see, you don't see much independent titles at all in in, in supermarket retail. And then there's a few out, like you know, there's a few a few independent stores. You know, like the Brit- the British Film Institute have a shop um, within the Film Institute. It's very small, but you know, it's a it, it's an ideal captive audience as well. You know, people are. Right. When they're going in that shop, they're going. They know what they're going in for. They're going in for 
you know, independent um, film releases generally, or you know, archival things. It's yeah, right. Can you talk to me a little bit about region locking? Because um, I, I see a lot of questions about region locking, and this is a good time to address it. Why do companies still have a region A or region B or region one or two? Um, at this point in the game, so many people say there shouldn't be any region codes at this point, but why do there have to be? Um, the short answer is uh, legal. So, our, you know, we don't own any of these films. These, you know, we, we license them from producers, rights holders, libraries, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, you know, it's it's a largely understood thing that every contract will stipulate what region code you're allowed your disc to be and that's to protect other markets um i mean as a you know as an enthusiast myself i totally appreciate the question that's and to some right, point right. i'm like i agree like the internet isn't region locked i can watch it online why can't i watch it on disc um but yeah it, it all came from when we transitioned from uh, VHS, which in you know North America is NTSC, in Europe is PAL, and the you know the two are just completely incompatible. There are ways around it that you know you can get players and stuff, but um, to the you know to the average Joe, it was just completely like you can't play a US VHS in the UK. Then DVD come along, and it's like oh, like, how is that going to work? Because at the same time, companies started transitioning away from using the PAL system on DVD in the UK to use the NTSC, NTSC system. Um, the, you know, the differences are, you know, minute, but the, the one big thing is the difference in running, running speed. Mm -hmm. Because PAL and NTSC run, PAL runs faster than NTSC, so you actually watch the film in less time. Um the, the rights holders and the libraries and stuff were like, oh, so if, if it's released on DVD in, in Europe, then our North American distributor is going to have no sales because, the, and this was the time when like internet mail order home entertainment was, was really booming. You know, you had a new, a new kind of like um, online store appearing every other week. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's basically to, the idea of it is to help local distributors still be profitable when another territory has it in the market. Um, I do get, you know, why it's why people are like, oh, why is it region coded? It's you know, I say the same thing, but from from my side of things, it's unfortunately we have to. <laughs> it's like you know, yeah. we can only our contract stipulates we can only release it in that that coding. Unfortunately, we need to stick to that, otherwise. Um, we might get told off by a judge. <laughs> yeah. Or, and, and not get to release things in the future. Have exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. if, if we cause another distributor to, you know, become upset or go back to the, go back to the rights holder with a, you know, a valid complaint, then it also tarnishes our relationship to, you know, and could scupper future, you know, future projects coming to coming, coming out. Yeah.
All right, so let's talk about these first two North American, uh, co the UK North American co-releases. We're talking about. Uh, you tell so, me what they are. Uh, what are the two titles? Yeah. Uh, so the first is our first Masters of Cinema release in the uh, in North America, which is uh, The Cat and the Canary, directed by Paul Lenny. Uh, it's a old dark house whodunit kind of thriller. Um, really interesting. Was really kind of groundbreaking for the way it was shot as well at the time. Um, and it's been restored in 4K by MoMA. Um, so it looks absolutely wonderful. Now, somebody's going to say, if it's restored in 4K, why aren't you putting it out in 4K? Can we tackle that? <laughs> uh, it's only restored in 4K standard um, dynamic range. Um, all of our UHDs we, we put out in high dynamic, high dynamic range Dolby Vision. Um, to be perfectly honest with you as well, because of the age of the film, um it's you know the the sort of difference isn't going to be huge unless you are viewing it on a huge home cinema setup um it's it looks it looks good on on blu-ray so is, does this film predate the bob hope uh cat yeah. in the canary so it's a it's an earlier version of that that um that story it's, right it's, it's based on the same um the same uh stage play mm -hmm. um so this was the first film adaptation of it then there was the Bob Hope one. There's a few more. There's also a Spanish one, which is considered lost now, um, which I really wanted to include as sort of like a bonus. Yeah. It's got an extra bit. Like it's, it's lost. You know, we searched high and low for it and just can't find it. Um, so yeah, it's been multiple, multiple adaptations, but this was the first screen adaptation of the, uh, of that, that stage play. I'm really excited about it. It uh, looks fantastic. Oh, I can't wait. What's the other one? So there's another one coming too. Uh, so then the other one is within our Eureka Classics line. Um, it's Black Mask, starring Jet Li, uh, produced by Hugh Hark. Um, it's a like kind of Matrix. It's no, that's bad comparison. It's a. It was after the Matrix, though, wasn't it? it like was it was after the Matrix, the but it came, yeah. it came in that whole sphere of those tech thrillers. Right. That all came out around that same sort of time. With the like, um, yeah, 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 like, yeah. <laughs> like, like lasers and stuff everywhere. Right. Like, but yeah, no, it's, it's really cool. Stars Jet Li. Uh, people get killed with CDs. It's awesome. Like, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, just using CDs as weapons, man. It's just fantastic. But um, yeah, it's um, really enjoyable. You know, kind of exactly what you 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 kind of expect from a, a Jet Li film. It's very action driven loads of cool martial arts loads of cool stunts and uh and there's like four versions of the film as well so it's like you, you're not going to get bored watching it every version is slightly different so that's incredible that you track down all these different versions of the movie to include them so people have a complete experience you can choose choose which one you want yeah exactly yeah, i mean it's um a lot of the times as well there can be you know a lot of sort of fan interaction with it as well so when we go into a project obviously we'll know that oh okay we know that there's a a, a us cut that was this particular film was released by miramax and um it was it was trimmed down quite drastically for its domestic release in the us mm -hmm. um so there's there's that presentation of it there's the hong kong theatrical um there's a taiwanese cut and then there's a kind of extended cut, a bit of a sort of Frankenstein cut, if you like, of 
all of the individual scenes reinserted into one cut. So you've got all the all the violence, like this bit was missing from here, this bit was missing from here, but it's all there together now. So um, we go into it knowing that these exist a lot of the time. But then, you know, there's, there's time to time where people will be like, oh, what about that cut that was shown on, like, cable TV this one time? And it's like, mm-hmm. didn't know that existed. And you look into it a bit more and it's like you start going down a internet rabbit hole and like find out loads of stuff about it so, so a lot of the time we're just because of the way that the films are restored we can actually reassemble the various cuts from one element like from the original negative mm-hmm. uh, but sometimes you know the only thing that exists is a copy of a vhs so you know sometimes I have to make some sacrifices and be like hey okay we've got this little short scene but you've got it this is the only way you're ever going to see it um, and and present it that way as well. Yeah, we these are coming in April. By the way, right, I should yeah. I can't believe I haven't mentioned, but you guys have partnered with MVD MVD Entertainment for North America, right? Yeah, they're our distribution partner for the US. Yeah, for uh, for all of our physical media and our digital as well. Okay, and great. I I, I love MVD. I, I got to say, like they've been uh, knowing some. Of the, I mean, I Eric Wilkinson is a. Uh, such a cool guy and um you've had eric uh on the channel before haven't you i've had him on several times we're friends i i just did a commentary for him with him for the movie joysticks which is coming out from mbd entertainment yeah he's a buddy of mine um and a great guy and so that's so april are you waiting to see how these do or are you going to go ahead and say that there'll be more in the future oh there's already more in the future okay okay (laughs) yeah we're, we're already lined up um you know we're committed to this I mean, there are some titles. Um, our press guy would kill me if I mentioned them, but there are some titles that, you know, it, not just in North America, but in both territories where we're going to be like, oh, we'll release this and see if it works and then go back for more. It's normally a multi, multi-film multi series. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. But, uh, for the UK audience that has been, that's been with you guys for years and years, is there anything you can tell me that might be coming that uh, hasn't been talked about yet? Uh, if there's not, that's okay, but I have to ask. No, I mean, just trying to think. <laughs> I mean, there's there's nothing that we've actually outright confirmed. So okay. just um, stay tuned. That's what we'll just say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely, definitely stay tuned. Um, but yeah, we've got a lot of exciting things coming um, on both the Master Cinema series and the Eureka Classics line. Let me ask you this. Do you see an opportunity to bring over some... Now, a lot of the, some of those Masters of Cinema titles do have U.S. releases, but not mm-hmm. all of them. Do you see an opportunity to dig into the back catalog of things that haven't been released in North America and bring some of those over? For, for some titles, yes. I think it's got to be done in moderation because otherwise mm-hmm. it just seems... You know, oh, they've already done that. It's not new, et cetera, et cetera. It'll be new to some audiences. Um, but also for a lot of the library, it does already have US distribution. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the right titles, um, I, I, you know, I definitely say yes, we will do that. Um, but it really will have to be kind of the 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 right title to to go back and because as well with a lot of that stuff, we'd have to we'd have to do all of the disc work again. Um, and you know all of the encodes and things like that because gotcha. just because yeah. of the nature the nature of the industry right the people the people that authored those discs 
may not even be in business anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I know that a lot of our early stuff, that company aren't in business anymore, or they just don't have the assets anymore because, hey, why would you come back and ask us to do something 10 years after the fact? So, um, so there, there, are, there are cost implications as well, as there is with everything. But yeah, for the right title, I, I wouldn't say no, but it won't be a regular occurrence, um, put it that way. Gotcha. Well, I am excited about this. I feel like there is no downside to this. This is just good news. More movies, wider availability, lower prices because you're saving off some of those import fees for people in North America. I just think this is really good, um, a good thing for for physical media fans, but for movie fans, bigger than that. You know, physical media is a uh, manifestation of movies and movie love, and this just means more movies for people. And I'm excited about it. Where uh, do you want people to go to get the news? You know, you wanted to hit any social media sites, the yeah, so uh, the website for sure. But uh, do you want people to follow you or the company anywhere else? Yeah, so uh, you can get us on Twitter and Facebook, um, or X as it's now called. Sorry, yeah. rather than Twitter, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we're on YouTube for trailers and clips and stuff like that. Um, obviously, we have our website as well. Um, eurekavideo.co.uk however i should add that that is um largely tailored for the uk market because most of our library apart from these first two titles at the moment have only been released in the uk we will have a a us sort of more us focused website over over time which will show all of the north american releases so just so it's not as confusing as is this uk is it not or you know right um but yeah Twitter and Facebook are uh, the main places to go. That's where we that's where we announce all of our titles as well. So you will hear about them first there. But yeah, it's, it's just a, a really exciting time. I just can't wait to can't wait to see you know how it goes, the fan feedback, the you know the new people that sort of you know join us, and you know hopefully they pick up one release and they're like, wow, this is great, and then they continue to continue to follow us. But um, yeah, it's going to be an exciting, exciting next few months. And then um, hopefully by that point, we'll become a bit more established, a bit more of a, you know, a bit more of a name rather than a, you know, a a day-to-day name with, with people rather than a sort of underground rumbling for want of a better phrase. All right, guys, thank you so much for checking this video out. Kevin, thank you so much for being so honest and forthright with your answers, just for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Guys, continue the conversation in the comments below. Subscribe, like, do all that stuff, and uh, let's support these, uh, these titles coming out. Thanks. Till next time, I will catch you later.